Praise God. All right. So, so we're going to get into our message for today. And, uh, uh, I think we'll entitle this one, God's healing is more than enough. Amen. God's healing is more than enough. <clears throat> and I was thinking about this. I think about the way, uh, healing comes to us sometimes. And, um, um, because many times we'll begin to get healed or symptoms begin to ease up or, uh, whatever, uh, whatever we're pursuing. Uh, sometimes we, we don't get the whole thing at one time, kind of get it in degrees. And I've noticed sometimes when, when we get comforted or we're comfortable, um, in, in a situation, we kind of not, uh, we're not expecting as much as when we're not comfortable. When you're not comfortable, you want it all immediately. You know, healing is now for that, that person with no, without a doubt. But I think sometimes we, we kind of, uh, back up and, and not, uh, pursue, uh, as zealously as we could and not pursue as, um, diligently. Uh, to receive everything that God has for us, but we need to understand that God still has more than enough for us in the realm of healing. Uh, it's not that God can't do everything he says he's going to do. Uh, when Jesus paid the price, it was full price. And so we have to pursue the fullness of what he has for us. And I think many times we don't pursue it uh, because we don't really know how to pursue it. I think that's sometimes a missing ingredient where we we need to really get an understanding from God as to how he needs to get us to cooperate with his program uh, for making us whole and, and making us sound in every way. Uh, and that is not to condemn anybody for the way they live their lives. If you've, if you've gotten some relief from God and you, you don't have 100% wholeness, um, don't condemn yourself because of it. Just know that there's more to come. Amen. So that gives us something to look forward to. If it's a matter of, uh, you know, sometimes you can go to the doctor and they'll say, well, you know, your blood pressure's improved and you won't need as much medication you know, as you, you, uh, did in the past. I remember, uh, many, many years ago, I was a smoker and every time you went to the doctor, I mean, you didn't go for any, whatever you went for, if you went for a hangnail, they would say, are you a smoker? Get rid of them cigarettes. You can quit. You know, they always were pushing you to quit. And so I remember those days and I really felt I, I had cut my smoking like in half. And I really felt, you know, good about it. Uh, if you cut it in half, you can quit. And I thought, well, okay, <laughs> you know, that's what you get. <laughs> so uh, don't stop halfway, go all the way. Amen. And so if people in the world can give you that advice, certainly God can tell us that, that he has more for us. It's already set aside for us and it's waiting for us to receive it. So. I think sometimes we, we settle for feeling better, uh, even if there's a little bit, um, discomfort left. It's not as bad as it was. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. And, and so, uh, but we need to be, I think, a little more, 
aggressive in pursuing. Like, you know, if you really saw symptoms and illness as an enemy, then you wouldn't get so comfortable with having any of it left. Amen. And so, uh, even, even if you don't know really how to, uh, finish what, what God started in you, you can at least know that you're in pursuit of the rest of it. You know, it's not okay just to leave it the way it is. And so, uh, to stay in pursuit, to stay in the hunt, make sure you stay on God's side. Don't get over on the devil's side where there's compromise and there's slackness and all that kind of stuff. But stay over on the Lord's side and, uh, and, and make sure that, that you pursue. Uh, I was remembering a, a testimony Brother Hagan shared about a gentleman, another pastor, uh, that, um, uh, he, he had gone and preached for him. You know, they kind of had a little fellowship, a group of ministers and they would preach for one another, help one another out. And, and so <clears throat> this pastor had been on insulin, um, for a number of years. And when Brother Hagan met him and, uh, he, Brother Hagan taught on faith, of course, and, and healing. And so this gentleman, uh, began to, uh, just every morning when he would get up and do his regular prayer, he would begin to thank God that he was healed. And, uh, he said that, uh, um, this had gone on for several years, uh, maybe a couple of years, I'm not sure, uh, but, uh, he said that he was driving, um, and and kind of blacked out behind the wheel, and he had to be taken to the emergency room. And while he was in the emergency room, they drew blood and took blood tests on him and found out his blood sugar was abnormally low. And so the when he came around and the doctor was uh, interviewing him and the doctor asked him, he said, well, he said, uh, he said, are you on insulin or anything? He said, yeah, I've been taking it for a number of years. He said, well, you don't have to take that anymore. Amen. Yeah. So he was healed. And, and, and so, um, that word, you take enough of the word as medicine and you'll get well from it. Amen. It's just a matter of, of putting your confidence in the word and just trusting the word and continuing. So anything that you do consistently will pay off. If you, if you slack off consistently, (laughs) you'll be a slacker. But if you're diligent in consistency and, and consistently diligent about something and pursuing it, it will pay off. You know, that, that thing will come to pass because God's word cannot fail. It must come to pass. Amen. And in God's word is no respecter of persons. God's word respects faith, not people. Amen. And so once you handle the word with faith and you uh, believe your word and embrace the word and, and believe that it will happen, it definitely will happen. Amen. So, um, uh, many times though, we have, have in our minds when we want to be healed, we think about our healing on a feeling level. It's how do we want to feel? Well, we want to feel better. Uh, we want to feel good. We want to feel, um, um, Carefree, worry-free. We don't want to be concerned about ourselves. We want to just get up and go like we always have. And so 
um, basing your health on how you feel sometimes can be misleading. Amen. And so we have to base our health on what God says in his word and, and healing in the, getting your healing from the word is spiritual. It's not emotional. It's not sensory. It's not feeling in, in, when you're healed, uh, your spirit understands your healing. When that happens, um, you're, you're, you have a sense on the inside of you, not so much on your, you know, how your head feels, how your stomach feels. Do your, does your arm have pain in it anymore? It's not really that when you're healed spiritually, when God heals you by the word. Uh, like the woman with the issue of blood, it says she knew within herself that she was made whole. And, but she also had said within herself. So it was all inner with her. So she knew within herself, her blood, her bleeding had stopped and she also knew. So it wasn't just the absence of a symptom that let her know she was healed. There was something that transpired on the inside of her. That let her know she was healed also. See, there's, there's that sense of well-being. There's that sense of wholeness. There's that sense that you can only get from the word. When the word has accomplished everything it's supposed to accomplish in us, then we have that sense of satisfaction. We have that sense of well-being. And it is a spiritual thing. It's a confidence. It's a contentment. It's um, salvation, shalom, peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. And so it's that sense that we are pursuing when we pursue healing. Amen. From the word, when we pursue it from God. So it's not just an absence of symptoms. It's a sense of it's all good. There's nothing wrong with me anymore. And we can get that. With symptoms in our body. You understand what I'm saying? So, so this is, this is the thing about it. It doesn't have to be a, a physical manifestation for us to get that sense of well-being about our health. Amen. And, and to understand that the rest is coming. Amen. That it will come to pass. Whatever it is that we believe we've received already, it will come to pass. And so you can walk in a a faith and a confidence, a sense of well-being that goes far beyond what you have in symptoms. But you have to continue doing what you're doing spiritually for that to, to continue to make progress. So you can't let that sense of well-being convince you that you don't need the word anymore or convince you that you don't need to worship God anymore. You don't need to lift up your hands before him and thank him and all of the things that we do uh, that that keep us close to God and keep us uh, feeding on on spiritual bread. Amen. Uh, the the 
Jesus said that healing was bread for God's children. That's the children's bread. And so every day we're to, to, you need to eat every day. I mean, you know, unless you're fasting, of course, but, uh, that's temporary. So you need a healing dose from God every single day because he, he wouldn't have called it bread if he didn't, if it wasn't necessary to sustain life. So your healing that you get every day that you read the word or you meditate on the word or you begin to thank God that, that you're healed, that kind of thing, you're taking a, a, a dose of medicine. Amen. You're feeding on the children's bread. So and especially when Jesus gave the Lord's prayer, it says, give us this day our daily healing. Amen. Our daily bread. Uh, bread, the bread, Jesus is the bread of life. We're supposed to take in every day the word of God. Take in every day scripture. Take in every day, uh, understanding of God's word so that we can, can stay fit, stay whole, stay healed. Uh, and, and, and if you find your that symptoms begin to press in on you, uh, take more. Amen. That's, that's just so normal to understand that, uh, that you don't wonder what happened. You just take more of the word. You know, you take more bread. Amen. Take more of the bread of life. You need more life in you if symptoms are plaguing you. And so, um, this is something that we can do on our own ourselves. And, and then there's, there's James 5.14. And, and when that comes into play is when you're feeding on the word. You're taking your daily bread. You're, you're doubling up on the word. And, and it still the symptom doesn't move. So you can go to the elders of the church and let them pray over you anointing you with oil, et cetera, et cetera, because the symptom is beyond your ability to conquer it on your own. But but really, we are made to be able to take the word ourselves. It, see, it's like this. Let me tell you how we, we figure this out. Say on Monday, you start having a pain in your arm. And on Tuesday... Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of unbearable. You get in the word Wednesday, you know, and then Thursday you make up your mind, I'm gonna kill this thing. Cause it's, but suppose you stub your toe on Thursday and the pain came Thursday. Well, you're going to church Saturday, so. You understand how we do that? See, this, your soul is pretty smart at figuring out how much effort you're going to have to put forth in to get your healing. And so many times we don't want to put forth all that much effort. And you say, ah, well, I'll just go, if it's still here Saturday, I'll just go up to the elder, forget prayer, and it'll be gone, you know. Uh, so we we have much more control over our faith than we think we do. You know, I mean, really we do. It's like, oh, okay, well, what's going to, what's going to cause me to less effort? I'll do that. But if, if it's hurting bad on Tuesday, I gotta get in this word Wednesday and Thursday, you know, so, and, and that's okay. That's not bad. 
that smart. Amen. And, and so because you know it's going to come a time where you're going to have to get it for yourself. And you know how to get it for yourself. So, so that's not, that's not any big deal, you know, so anyway. And, and so, you know, or there are some situations where coming to the elders of the church will give you a better route out of your situation. Uh, say for instance, uh, you got a sprain or you got a break in a bone and, and they told you you gotta put this cast on, you gotta be laid up for six weeks and you don't want six weeks with a cast on. So you're gonna go, you're gonna wait until you go to church and, and make up your mind that when you get prayed for, that thing will leave. Amen. All the pain will go and, and all of that. Uh, kids do that. Bianca did that. She'd never been injured before. Um, you know, I think she gave up gym when that happened. She was in gym and she hit the wall or something too fast and, t- and got sprained and, and, uh, I don't remember her being in gym ef- after that. She, BB, she just ain't no gym kind of girl. I think she took a little tennis or something like that, but hey, whatever. If it's not, if it ain't your thing, it ain't your thing. You know what I'm saying? She'll find, she's found her thing. So, but, uh, it's just one of those things, but you give it a good try. And, uh, she received that injury and it really was painful so much. The parents took her to, to urgent care and they, you know, did what they did that she had that cast on and it was still painful. And she said that she told herself, she said, I know when I get to church, God's going to heal me. Amen. And so it's, it's that way. The woman with the issue of blood said the same thing. If I can just, but so you set the time and the place for the release of your faith into the anointing where you have confidence that it's going to happen. Amen. You, you're you not guessing and trying. Well, maybe if I try this, this will happen and that. But but in, in God, we have a definite appointment with the anointing so that we can be 100% made whole. And, and she was healed, never had a problem to this day with, with that same thing. So, so God is good and he's able to do whatever our faith tells us he can do. And, and I think that's the beauty of it because it's not like the Old Testament law where you got to do things a certain way or, you know, you can't get it. It's, it's according to your faith now. It's what you believe and, and how you put the word together and what you can expect. All of that. It's, it's your faith that's driving this. So, so, and just remember that and remember to keep your faith alive, alert, active. Uh, keep your faith engaged at all times so that your faith it can can move mountains and it can do what you need it to do when you need it to do it so um we need to understand god's healing is more than enough many times this business about what's enough is is where we can either gain or lose uh what god has for us uh sometimes um in our minds we're healed when we feel better we said that so we think god is enough to feel good to make us feel pretty good um and and oftentimes we're just obeying what our soul expects 
rather than what our spirit man knows God can do. So if you're enough to feel good really entails obeying the demand of the soul. Your soul wants to keep moving, wants to get going, doesn't want to uh, be out and, and sitting around and in pain. So you, your soul is demanding, uh, that you, you get to feel good again. Um, but in your spirit, man, your spirit wants to be made whole because your spirit takes God at his word. And perfection really is what God promises all throughout the word. He doesn't promise halfway anything, but that commits us to stay with it until God says we're through. Amen. And so many times we don't want to let go to that degree to stay with it because we think it's going to take forever. And, you know, we put it on a slow track instead of a fast track. And, and the demand of the soul wants just enough to get up and get going again, to feel, feel better and, and all of that. And, and while that's good because, uh, part of faith is to keep going. Amen. And not stop. But, but then too, you have to realize that there are, are several components to illness or what we call illness symptoms, diagnosis, However you want to put it, when you're not feeling well in your body, uh, the first thing that will, will get your attention is symptoms. Amen. So that's one part of, of illness. The other part can be a diagnosis. If your symptoms don't subside quickly, then you seek natural, uh, medical help. And that will include an opinion, and an opinion often often includes a diagnosis. So when you get the natural help, um, uh, it often will come with a diagnosis. Um, then after the diagnosis is made, that has some components to it too. If it's if it's say uh diabetes. It has what they call a prognosis. And that is what they, what you can expect your future will be based on what they know about that disease. Amen. So prognostication includes foretelling or what we might call prophecy. Mm -hmm. So that will begin to tell your future. Amen. In prognosis is what they call an etiology, E-T-I-O-L-O-G-Y. And that often includes how it got there, where it came from, family history. So when you think about it, all of this stuff is evidence to back up the the prognosis. So what you begin to get when you get natural help is you begin to get um, a future expectation, uh, where it came from, uh, whether or not it can be reversed. If it cannot be reversed, they put you in a category of, uh, you know, a lifetime 
of disease incurable. Amen. Uh, it will be with you until you die. And, and so that's, that's what you get on the natural route. Your soul then has a reaction to all of the above. So your soul will react to the symptoms, the diagnosis, prognosis, etiology. I got it from my ancestors. Who in your family had this? We had that. So there's no getting away from it. So the diagnosis then begins to reinforce itself. It kind of begins to lock you into it once you've received it. That's why many times God will mercifully, when you go to the doctor, they'll say, we can't find anything. We don't know why you're not feeling well, but we can't find anything. Amen. And many times people will keep going and going and going until they find something. Amen. And so if you're a believer, it's good to, if they can't find anything, it's good to go back to God and tell God. You know, God, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with me that they can help me with. So you're my only hope. Amen. And and let God then begin to put you on the road to, to health and handling symptoms. Amen. Um Either way around, if, if the doctors can't find anything, they can't help you anyway. So only God can help you. And I think God in his mercy sometimes is telling us, you know, this isn't going to be as hard to get your healing as you think it is. Because many times people think the road to spiritual things is a long road or it's a tougher road. Well, why would God want to help you and then let you suffer? Amen. And so God will put you on a road where you can be uh, comfortable, pain-free, uh, symptom-free pretty much while you're taking the word, the medicine of the word so that you can get all the symptoms eradicated and you can uh, uh, be made whole. That's, that's what God, that's what the spiritual uh, quest is that, that every trace of disease be removed from your body. Amen. And and you be made totally whole. The other part of of the the um illness is the root cause of it. Amen. And we know that the root cause of of all sickness is sin. And and it it often has a root that's been fed for many many years. And so once you start, but the, 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 the cure for all of it is God's word. Amen. Um, because James 5.14 says, if they've committed any sins, they're forgiven. So you're forgiven up front of all sin and, and begin to walk with God so that you can stay symptom free because he doesn't have any symptoms. He doesn't have any sickness. He's not out of sorts. He's in peace all the way around. And so really the answer is walking in the spirit of God and walking in faith for him having taken sickness away from the midst of us already. Amen. Believe that it's already been done because that's what the truth is. You're not waiting for God to take anything away from you. Amen. 
you're and you're not really waiting for anything because your faith really is your spiritual manifestation of of that when once it's applied see faith is perfect uh in the way it, that it comes it just needs to be applied to something amen so that you can get the benefit of it so as we apply our faith to our health and our bodies we find that god's already taken care of sickness and disease and so it doesn't really apply to us anymore what applies to us is health and and once you start to feed on the word you're really pursuing health you're not pursuing sickness anymore so really the root cause has already been dealt with and eradicated you're not trying to get at the root of something so that you can get rid of it jesus already laid the axe to the root of the tree amen and so so in 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 anything that the father has not planted is uprooted already by virtue of his blood amen and so the blood is take care of paid full price for all roots to be killed amen uh what sometimes happens is that when people walk in the flesh they start to feed the flesh amen symptoms are of the flesh amen but see there's a spiritual root where you can can get at that root you know the enemy loves to trip us up you know he'll he'll cause offenses to come and then we get mad at somebody and then the back starts to ache or we get a headache or something like that and 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 but you can turn away from that and say, oh, Father, here I am again, nursing these wounds and, and feeling this way and doing this and doing that. Everybody knows to get themselves out of that kind of trouble through repentance. Amen. And confession. Father, I confess this. I'm, I shouldn't be doing this. And please forgive me and take this away from me. I, I want to, I want to live above this. I don't want to live in this mess anymore. Amen. And, and learn how to, to confess your way out of trouble and confess your way into healing. So you begin to confess the word that by his stripes I am healed. Amen. And sometimes there are hindrances to our healing that they're, they're like almost a, um, a familiar pattern that your mind goes through and it'll lead you down that road. And before you know it, you're worked up about something, you're nursing something, you're, 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 you even get on the phone and start talking to somebody about it. That's not good. See, you, you need to stop it at the thought level because if a thought is never expressed through confession, it won't bear fruit. It's by the words of your mouth that things, they can be conceived in your mind and even in your heart. But if you don't ever speak them out, it'll die un, 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 uh, birthed. You know, it, it'll just die in the conception part of it. That happens a lot with us. We get all turned around and, you know, say you've been praying for somebody and in your family and, and you watch them too much. And you seem to notice they start doing a little better according to your little eyeball judgment. You can't see their heart at all. You don't know if they are or not. But you just want to see something. And then they start cutting up again. And that's what you get for looking, doing God's job. He tell you to watch nobody to see if they're doing good or bad. He told you to pray for them. Amen. And so you don't need to see nothing to pray. 
Amen. You just keep praying. And until God says stop. Amen. And so, so we, we do ourselves a disservice sometimes, uh, with this natural aspect of things. And, and we can, our minds will go down those familiar roads. Oh, there they go again. I knew. See, when you start doing that, you're way over in, in enemy territory because then you start to negate your own prayer. See, I knew they wouldn't do that. I knew they were going to do that. I knew it. Well, how'd you know that? You you conceive that in your mind. Amen. And plus, and you're praying the word. Amen. Uh, Seed of the righteous. (laughs) You can rattle that one off by heart. But when you start fishing around, looking with your eyes, you see all kind of crazy stuff. Huh? The seed of the righteous ain't righteous no more. They cutting up. I knew it. Ain't no good. Never change. Huh? So we have to cut that off. You know, that line of thinking, you cut that off because your carnal man wants to get involved in your life again. He's just so willing to get involved in there and he wants to come in and start wrecking stuff again. And so you just have to, uh, and that's why re, the transformation through the renewing of our minds is so important. Amen. Cause your carnal mind can cut off a good spiritual expectation in a minute. Just see the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, or, you know, people, uh, there's people who pick up kind of like bad habits through life. And, um, you know, they're, they're people in, you can tell they, their heart's not in the right space a lot of times, you know, uh, because they'll see something and then look around, roll their eyes and see who else saw it and give you that, oh boy, you know, I, I need, mm. see those people, they need a lot of help. You understand what I'm saying? Because they have yet to submit to their own transformation and let their minds be renewed to not judge and not be so quick to, you know, want to condemn people, put them back in that familiar box, that familiar, you know, whatever. Amen. You know, you, you see that all the time. I remember working, uh, uh, Somewhere, uh, I think, I forget what it was, but, you know, I, I made a statement and, uh, one of the women, I, I caught her looking down and looking over at somebody else that, you know, and you could tell they've been talking about me. You understand what I'm saying? And they made up their minds. I was this kind of person and somebody saw evidence of it. They thought, you, you understand what I'm saying? And so they, they, you know, they lock eyes and look down and kind of smile at each other and that kind of stuff. Well, I had dealt with that all my life. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know where it came from, assignment of the devil. You know, I'm not a bad person, but I am who I am. And they are who they are. So I just would catch them off by themselves and pick them off one at a time. Next thing you know, there's my friend. (laughs) 
See, you can break up a gang in a minute. I, I learned how to do that as a kid. Amen. Right. And then I was going to lunch with her instead of her going to lunch. Everybody wants to have friends. Everybody wants to be loved and accepted. Amen. You just have to be smart enough to know how to win people over. You got me? Amen. So that's how it's done. Facebook people who are always trying to cut people out of their lives. You're going to be by yourself one day. You're going to realize I got more enemies than I need. And how did that happen? Amen. So anyway. So the human soul reacts to natural circumstances and news. So when you go to the doctor and they examine your symptoms, and then you can begin to understand that your human soul is going to try and process some of that stuff. Um, it's good to get questions answered. But it's not good to be led by human natural curiosity. Uh, you can't be led by that. Because at some point, you're going to have to make the decision to turn around and go back and pick up God's word. Question is, how far are you going to go down the road of following symptoms, diagnosis, prognosis, whatever they say it's about, and and you see, once you get enough answers in the natural realm, your soul will kind of get locked into that. I can't do anything about this because the reason I have it is because it runs through my family and, um, you know, blah this and blah that. Now, most of us, uh, the redeemed, understand that we're not locked into natural prognosis just because we're redeemed from the curse of sickness but are you walking in the fullness of your redemption because then parts of your soul can still be curious about then you find yourself on WebMD you're on the internet getting more evidence at how you know hopeless your situation is so you need to be able to tell yourself something about the news that you get in the natural. Amen. And you need to tell yourself that consistently. And you need to make up your mind that you are healed, period. Amen. No two ways about it. No wishy-washy about it. This is not an exception. Amen. You are living in the rules of God. So when seeking a cure... We need to understand which part we are curing. Are you curing the natural or are you curing uh, it from a spiritual? You're curing the natural, but what's the source of your health? Is it natural only or are you seeking the realm of the spirit for your healing? Sp- healing is spiritual. God's healing is always spiritual. So it will start in the unseen realm first and then manifest in the seen realm. So quit looking for it in the scene. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? I mean, being, uh, when I say looking, I mean 
looking in that realm only, and then if it doesn't show up when you think it should, you're discouraged, you're disappointed, you're back to square one. Uh, many times we can bypass the defeat, failure, and what am I going to do now phase of, of our healing by just staying with the realm of the spirit and, and just telling yourself, I'm not going to look at what it looks like. I'm not going to look at the seen realm. I'm not going to pay attention to what it seems to be, amen, on on the natural side. I'm just going to trust what God tells me, and I believe that I received my healing when I prayed. I received it then, and the rest of it will come to pass, amen, and I am healed now, amen. Bring everything up to the now because that's where your faith operates best is where you, 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 uh, put it in the now realm. Well, suppose it don't happen now. Quit thinking like that. See, that's your soul's reaction to everything that God says. Amen. Your soul is going to challenge what your spirit man decides to do. So, so your soul is always going to talk back to you with its suppositions. Amen. Your, your carnal soul is the craziest lawyer you will ever hire. Huh? Well, suppose you don't never get better. Or never's a long time, devil. Amen. Never means that, that you'll take sickness to heaven with you. Are you crazy? Amen. Never stops right here. Amen. So you'll never take me to never. <laughs> Amen. So, so allow yourself to challenge your natural way of thinking. Challenge the natural. See, whenever we apply God's word, we're challenging the natural realm. No matter what area it's in, it can be health. It can be finances. It can be job, career, whatever it is. You're challenging the natural realm. If you seek a job promotion, you're challenging where you are right now, and that's your natural realm. So we don't have any problem challenging things in the natural when it's in certain areas. Amen. If it's going to bring us more money, we can challenge it. If it's going to bring us more, uh, you know, a, a prettier home or, or anything like that, we're ready to challenge it. But when it comes to the health thing, Huh? Not so ready. Amen. I'm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, and it, it's really a challenge. Your, your faith is ready for the challenge. I can tell you that. Your faith, because it's faith in God. You can say, instead of saying your faith is ready, you can say God is working through me and he's up to the challenge of whatever comes in the natural realm. God is up to the challenge. He He's the one whose faith I'm using. I'm using his faith now. See, when you put your confidence in God's word, you are actually using God's faith. Faith in God. Have faith in God. Or have the God kind of faith that uses the word to remove whatever is standing against the word or contrary to the word. So your faith is up to it. You just need to stick with it. This is where we fall down. We don't want to stick with anything. We want to use the word a little while and then run off and play. Huh? Or not have to be so diligent. Well, I got to put in two hours. And that ain't enough. 
That's why we, our eyes will always fall on something. You can be surfing the internet and your eyes will fall on, uh, a 10 minute prayer, 15 minute prayer. Amen. Uh, three steps to healing. And you've been stepping for five years now. You understand what I'm saying? So you know that don't work. Amen. So just stay with what you got and be secure in it. Be diligent about it. Understand that if symptoms get unbearable, God has, has, uh, relief for us. Amen. He, he will never leave us. He took our pains, carried our sorrows up front. We know that. So pain can always be cast over onto him. Amen. And, and you can walk pain free. So, uh, so when we're seeking a cure, uh, you need to understand which part you're curing. You, you've got to get to the inside first. Get inside and then it works the outside. So what is the inside? Your inner man and the strength that he has based on the word that he receives. So what you're doing is you're building up your inner man with the word so that he can begin to push out symptoms. He can begin to overcome symptoms. He can begin to get that faith uh, strengthened so that the symptoms aren't overwhelming and taking over and dominating in your in your life. So the inside dealings deal with the root or spiritual cause uh, of of every every symptom that we have. And um, uh, your soul then gets the benefit of it as well. So when you meditate on the word, your your spirit man really is grasping at it. But it has to come through your mind, through your healing, through your soul. So you have to make the decision to hear the word. See, a lot of times we think just because you're reading the Bible or you got the word on a tape or if somebody's teaching is playing, we, we think we're hearing the word. But you have to make a decision, you know, attend to the word. So it has to be a conscious decision that you're going to get it. It can't be casual. And I think sometimes we forget that because we'll put the word on out of habit and then it just plays and we just keep our mind on something else or we go do something else. And so it it's best to be intentional about it, even if it's for less time. You understand what I'm saying? Just I'm going to get this. I'm, I'm going to sit here until I get this, Lord. I want to get this. And, and be intentional about it and, and have the attention, uh, give it your full attention. Begin to repeat it to yourself. You know, I, I remember, remember the old cassette tapes? How many of us would turn it off and rewind it and get it back to the good part? Amen. See those, those, all of those things have their, they're good points and they're bad points. Of course, you know, cassettes, they did away with them, uh, for something they say is better. 
better in what way? Because you can let a, you can go on YouTube and let somebody's teaching play forever and pay very little attention. You give it the first 10 minutes and then after it's, it's kind of drifting in and drifting out. And so you, you have to be intentional about things. Give it your full attention and you want that word to get inside of you and, and manifest what it says it is. See, if it's by his stripes you were healed, you've got to get to where you, you accept that, embrace it, and you believe it all the time. And, and even when a symptom hits you, you still got to hold on to the fact that you are healed. Amen. So this is how it's done. It's done by attention and it's done by, uh, um, expressing your faith, doing, doing what your faith tells you to do. Amen. Uh, many times we, we don't follow through because deep down somewhere or in our minds somewhere, we don't really believe that the word is going to do what it says it's going to do. Because if we did, we'd pursue it. You got me? And so you have to to attend to that. you got to take care of that. you got to make sure that you believe it all the time and that you're diligent about pursuing your health, your healing, and ask God to give you a plan. God I keep grabbing the word and then I let it go and then I'm convinced you that I'm well and then the symptoms don't leave or the medicine still hangs on and and this is this and this is this. Give me a plan for how I can do this and and it fits in with my life. It's not like it's going to cause me to be upset. It's going to upset everything, my routine, everything. Uh, let it fit in with my life so that I can do it consistently. And I want to consistently attack these symptoms because I'm not sick. I don't have disease, but these symptoms are hanging on and they're bothersome and I want them gone and, and begin to deal with God on that level the way you would a friend. Amen. Somebody who wants to do you good. Many times we tr- treat God like a mean teacher. You know, if we don't come up to a certain level, we don't get anything. And that's really, Jesus, when when he went to people, people went to him, he said, what can I do for you? You know, he says that to us now. What can I do for you? And and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Amen? I, I remember uh, Brother Hagen saying, uh, he said, uh, there was... He was ministering to somebody at the altar and, and he prayed for them. They still had the symptom and he said, well, I said, if I'd give you something to do, will you do it? And he said, nine times out of ten, they say, yeah, if it's easy. Everybody wants it easy. Well, guess what? Jesus made it easy. So he knew we would ask. So he, he'd tell him, he said, yeah, it's easy. He says, easiest thing you'll ever do. Amen. And so he would instruct them in what the Lord, and generally it was, instead of thinking how bad your symptoms are, just remind yourself that you're healed already. You got me? And do it consistently. It's the consistency is where we get the results. 
because if you don't do it consistently, you probably have conceded that it's not going to happen. If if you believe it's going to happen, you'll work at it. Amen. You'll continue to do it. And and that's what God wants us to do. And so this is how you let your spirit man take the lead in your life. Amen. He takes the lead when you have a plan to do the word consistently. Give yourself consistent attention to the word of God. And just remind yourself. Your mind will wander and you'll start thinking before you know it, you've given up. Because you'll think to yourself, boy, it's been so long and this is this and that's that. That's how the carnal man ministers to us. So we have to allow the spirit man to take over and minister. He'll tell your carnal soul, uh, no, this isn't true. We're going this way. We're healed anyway. You know, sometimes you need to tell the devil, it's too late, devil. I was healed already. Before I even met you, I was healed. Amen. Uh, You just became aware of it when you got saved, but you were healed back at Calvary. Amen. You were in Christ then. Amen. So he's too late. He can't make you sick because you're healed already. Amen. So and begin to talk your faith talk. Begin to let your faith express itself. Amen. Instead of always feeling like it's too late. I failed, can't do it. Everything that the enemy has stolen is recoverable. You've recovered it already. Once you make up your mind, it's recoverable. You've recovered it already. Amen. You don't have to live on the the, the edges and the fringes of things, on the outskirts of things. You can live in the fullness of them. Amen. So learn how to live in fullness. Live in the fullness. Amen. Amen. Others may have given up, but you don't have to join that chorus. Amen. You just keep trucking at it. You keep plucking away at it. You know, God, I've, I've, I've ruined this. I've ruined that. <laughs> Can't get along with nobody, but I'm still here. I'm your girl. Amen. I have not quit. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times people around you have quit. And you look at that and you think, well, you know, they don't call me anymore. They don't talk to me anymore. I don't get invited to dinner anymore. Why? They've quit. You haven't. That may not be your crowd anymore, but God's got a crowd for you. Or maybe you don't need a crowd. You just need you and Jesus. Run with that for a little bit. Amen? But always love people, always be open to reconcile with them. Don't, don't write them off. Amen. They may have closed the door, but you keep your door open. Amen. Don't join that club. So our souls are damaged from sin. Didn't do that right. Didn't do this right. A little bit of this, some of that. You know, thinking this way, thinking that way. And so our souls are being recovered too and being restored. That's part of the healing process. That cannot be bypassed and then you get a bodily healing. Amen. That's got to be dealt with. That's got to, that's why faith comes by hearing. That's why God has us hear the word. 
because your soul has to add up. Oh, you mean I'm not sick anymore? Really? Hmm. Tell me more. Amen. And so your soul gets engaged through curiosity. That's how you got saved. Somebody told you that it was possible for you to know that you're going to heaven. For you to know that God has forgiven you. For you to know that your past is over. For you to know that God's not holding your wrongs against you anymore. And you got curious about the rest of it. And that's the way spiritual things catch on through the human soul. See, your soul understands that it's got limitations. It's got problems. It understands all of that. So it's not that your soul doesn't want to be dealt with and healed. It's that your soul's history is that it's never happened before. So your soul thinks everything is impossible when you first start thinking about it. And then little by little, he kind of caves in. And it's not like he's changed his mind necessarily, but he's quit fighting it. See, at some point, your soul will just wave the white flag and surrender in the face of truth. It's like, man, this is too much truth coming at me at one time. Amen. So your soul surrenders and then your spirit man, his mind begins to get stronger in you. So where you used to think, oh, poor me, nobody loves me. You don't even give it a second thought now. You don't take the time to massage your, your damaged feelings, your damaged soul. You, you don't have, you, you lost interest in it. So as your your soul gets what we call healed, it's really it's really your soul is is redeemed, it's bought back, amen, it's restored. So the good ideas that God put in us from the foundation of the earth now get gets they get start to grow, they sprout, they begin to grow. You begin to think, I can do some good with my life. I can do some things that that I thought were impossible to do. You know, uh, if, if you got a, a, a bad diagnosis when you were in the world, all of a sudden you start to feel, hmm, I could be healed. Amen. I don't have to carry this throughout my lifetime. I don't have to be a statistic. It's called hope. That's what begins to shine in on your darkened soul. So hope is the light at the end of the tunnel. And faith is, is lights the path there. So your faith in God begins to light a path through the darkness. Think about faith. You can only get one little spot of light at a time. <laughs> Amen. You won't go charging through to the hope at the end. You get a patch here. Cause number one, you're scared to use your faith. Your, your carnal man gets nervous every time you step out in faith. You know, till you just learn how to let him stay on the side and either enjoy the ride or hang on, but we going. Amen. We're not staying here any longer. So our inside dealings 
deal with with the restoration of the soul where the things that God planned for you from the foundation of the earth start to become come into focus for you and you see that and you embrace it and you know it belongs to you whether you walk in the fullness of it or not depends on how you continue in faith every day do you continue in the word every day you continue letting the word guide your path or do you have these lapses where you cave in and say, I can't do this. This won't happen. I just, you know, we, we do that. It's back and forth, back and forth. But the fact that your spirit man has tasted life, he's tasted what it's like to be in charge. He's tasted the fruit of faith. Then, then that spirit man is getting stronger and stronger while your flesh man is getting weaker and weaker. You gotta believe that's true. Because the devil deceives many people in thinking that they're going backwards. That's why they give up, quit coming to church and backslide. Because he's convinced them. Just because they sin, they're hopeless. After you've come into salvation. Amen. That That's the biggest thing. Oh, I did this and I, I can't, I'll never get over it. it. It is bad. It's not anything to enjoy. But the blessed hope is that you can go to God with it. And God's the one who's got to help you make it right. You can't make it right on your own. You can't think yourself through things like that. You have to go to the altar. The blood has, it has to be a spiritual transaction where the blood is applied again to your situation. Amen. And though your sins are scarlet, they're washed whiter than snow. And you know it. It's not just something to say, but it's an experience that you experience. Amen. So a damaged soul will always rob from you. That's why it's important to let your, your, to renew your mind in the word of God. If a damaged soul dominates your decision making, you will get what we call sometimes just a, an emotional healing or partial healing. See, your soul doesn't want to let go of what it thinks is possible. It wants to continue to run things and say, well, uh, you know, uh, no, the, the doctor said so and so and such and such, and I'll never get rid of this. And, you know, you'll see, you know, people asking for prayer and they say, my cancer, my this, and, you know, you cringe on the inside, you know, because you at least know better. Amen. You could help them to just say, can you not call it yours? If if you would do that much, quit thinking about it as belonging to you. And see, we know what a big step that is in getting getting into health again. Amen. Getting symptoms out of your life. And and that it's a major step. What because you're in faith then. Other than that, you're just wishing you could get better. Amen. Uh, you can't wish your way. You have to faith your way into things. So a damaged soul will always rob from you because it'll take partial instead of wanting to be made whole. It's being robbed. Amen. Your damaged soul will rob you if you let it stay in the lead. How does it stay in the lead? Through your meditation. What did you think about? I thought all day about what the doctor said. I thought all day about, you know, this goes through my family. And and see, your meditation has to be broken up 
by the word of God. You got to get God's word in there and break up that soulish meditation, that natural, what the natural says, and that being all that there is available to you. Amen. There's still the realm of the spirit. So you want to, you want to go all the way. A damaged soul is reluctant to confront disease. It will not confront it. It will try to figure out a way to, to coexist. <laughs> you see that little word they, they got floating around now about coexisting. There's no such thing if it's evil. Either, either evil lives or righteousness lives. You can't coexist. Amen. So I, I was thinking about how the soul is reluctant when fear, now fear dominates, we know, the carnal man. He's scared of everything tries to act like he isn't he's trying to survive anyway even with that fear and so when you let fear dominate you'll be reluctant to want to eradicate a problem so i thought i, f- I found an example here um, in uh second kings chapter is this 13 yeah second kings 13 in in verse 14 and this is about king joash of israel and the last opportunity he has for God to help him through the prophet Elisha. So this should be a big deal to him. You know, this should be for all the marbles. Uh, if, if you're going to see a prophet of God and you know this is their last opportunity to help you, what do you do? How do you treat that opportunity? Amen. And so here we have, it says now Elisha verse 14 had fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. So he's on his deathbed or he's close to the end of his life. Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. So this, what he's describing is he's weeping because this man's getting ready to die. So he's, oh, the chariots are coming for you. The swing low, sweet chariot coming for to carry you home right now. So he's on his deathbed begging for a prophecy. Well, in those days, that's all they had. But still, you know, when you think about it, uh, he won't even let the prophet die in peace. He's there hanging over his deathbed crying. I see the chariots coming. They're coming for to carry you home. What am I going to do? So this is his last chance and he knows it. It's not like he doesn't know the man's, the man of God's going to die real soon and he'll get another chance. He knows it's the last chance. And Elisha said to him, take bows and arrows. And he took him bows and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. He put his hand on it. And Elisha put his hand on his hands. So this man's dying and he's got to sit up in bed and prophetically launch this man into his future. In other words, he don't get to, you don't get to die yet. I know you dying. I know you sick, but you got to do me this solid before you leave out of here. You ain't getting up out of nowhere until we, I get an answer. 
So here he is, this man's dying. He's put his hands on the bow, his hands on his hands, and he said, open the window eastward. He'd opened it, and Elisha said, shoot, and he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you shall smite the Syrians in Aphek until you have consumed them. Until you have consumed them. So you're going to keep fighting until all this disease is out of your body. You're going to keep speaking the word until all your symptoms are gone. Until you're off medication. And he said, take arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, smite them upon the ground. So take the arrows that you're going to use symbolically to kill the the Assyrians. Amen. Take that and hit the ground as many times perhaps as he's just telling them, just hit the ground. Like you're killing them for real. And he says, and, and, and he smote three times and quit. So that's your flesh. That's how long your flesh wants to stay with something. Your flesh don't want to stay with anything until it's all dealt with. That's why your healing has got to come through your spirit. See, Elisha represents the power of the spirit. And, and Joash is the power of the flesh trying to get with the spirit <laughs> to accomplish what it needs to accomplish. And the man of God was mad when he said, you mean you came to my deathbed for this? You got me up. I, I was dying in peace and you come to me and want to answer. And this is the best you can do. And the man of God was angry with him. Verse 19 and said, you should have hit it five or six times until you had killed all of Syria and had consumed it, whereas now you're only going to smite Syria three times. So you prophesied your own limitation through fear. You know, if you really think the devil's under your feet, you'll stomp him until he's dizzy, passed out, crazy, and dead. If you know you have that. It says in, in Elisha died and they buried him and the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming end of the year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man, behold, they spied a band of men and cast the man into a sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down, he touched the bones of Elisha, revived and stood up on his feet. <laughs> Amen. But King Haziel, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jeho, Jehoahaz, and that was Joash's son, I think. So they fought with him a long time. Joash died, and his son was on the throne. He still didn't kill all the Syrians. Amen? And so that's the way your soul is, though, when it comes to problems, when it comes to paying your bills. Your soul wants to scream and run through the house and say, how am I going to get this money? Where is this going to come from? Amen? That's your soul. It's always going to be like that. But he can be renewed. He can be subdued. He can be conquered to a degree. But your spirit man is the one that's going to have to rise up and smite the arrows until your enemy of of disease is totally defeated. So your spirit man knows no stop. He has no limitations. He doesn't get tired. 
he doesn't exhaust himself. Amen. He just goes back at it because he has confidence. He sees the light at the end of the tunnel and he's focused totally on the light. Your spirit man is focused on where you're going in your faith and he is confident that you will get there. Amen. Cause he knows how to get you there. And so he, if you, when we are well in our bodies and healthy, it's because we've killed off all the symptoms. We've killed off all the negative thinking. We've killed off all the doubt. We've killed off all the fear. Amen. So we don't let the enemy rob us. Amen of of our of our health and our wholeness. In John uh I don't know why I closed my Bible. I just, John chapter five. <laughs> Gee. Ah, it's a habit, it's a habit. John chapter five. You see this the man at the pool? Amen. He was uh, uh one of those those persons. It, Jesus asked him if he would be made whole, do you want me to to give you your life back is what he was asking. And so in, in John chapter 5, we see the situation. Everybody's waiting for an angel to come and trouble the water. First one in gets healed. Nobody else gets healed. That's not scriptural. It says here, he said, a certain man was there in verse 5, had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, your length of suffering does not matter to Jesus. You still can be healed. It doesn't matter how long you've been like that. And he said to him, will you be made whole? The impotent man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. While I'm coming, another one steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. Immediately he rose, took up his bed and walked. Now that phrase, be made whole, means to be well in body, healthy, a sense of well-being, a sense of of contentment and wholeness. It means to be whole in spirit, soul, mind, and body, all of them in agreement. In other words, God will not heal you physically and then you be in doubt as to whether it's going to last. Amen. Now, we know many times people will get relief from symptoms, but that's not wholeness. Wholeness means that you have a certainty in you that that affliction will not rise up a second time, that you walk totally away from it. So when God's word comes to pass and we get all that he has for us, then we are made whole and we recover health. We're in harmony, spirit, soul, mind, and body. If if you have doubts, eventually, if you don't get rid of the doubts and get your healing uh, get your healing established in the word, symptoms can come back on you. And, and, and many times this happens to us, but if you stay in the word, it'll leave. See, the, the, sometimes this is a step on the pathway of being made whole. You might have some, some fear in your mind. You might think about it sometimes that, uh, you know, oh boy, you know, I wonder if that means this is coming back. See, we've all been there. And, and so, but, but you recover because you eventually, the word will win out if you meditate. No, this isn't coming back. 
The, this affliction will not rise. I am healed. I am whole. Devil, you can't put this back on me. And you, you begin to fight the mental battle. And you don't let your, your carnal mind win this argument. Amen. Your, your goal is to win every argument that your carnal mind will put up with against your spirit man. So being made whole means, uh, recovering your, your health. Amen. Total health. And you have peace and confidence about it. You're not wondering. It's not like if you go and get chemotherapy and you're relying on that and they tell you if it doesn't come back in five years, you're healed. Amen. And what happens to you in the five-year period of time? If if your carnal mind wins over, it's going to pop back up on you before the five years. You can get so nervous and worried about it, it'll start to manifest on you. Doubt will cause symptoms to get worse. Amen. So you got to keep doubt away from there. You've got to stay in a healthy mindset. You've got to be determined. Nope. As many times have I slip over into thinking it's coming back. No, I'm healed. You can't get back in, devil. You cannot get back in. And so you have to be on a, a right foundation. So this young man didn't get his healing at, from the pool because the root of his thinking was wrong. He was thinking, he was waiting on some man to come, so he was waiting on certain things. When Jesus shows up, the wait is over. And he proved that over and over again. He brought the kingdom with him. Amen. So the wait was over. For this man, the wait was over. Now people say things like, well, this man, he didn't ask to be healed. Where's his faith? You don't know that. You don't know. He's been in this case 38 years. You don't think in 38 years he prayed with a faith and believed he would get healed? Amen. So today is the day of the manifestation. Amen. It's just when it manifests, that's all it, that's, that's the only difference, folks, is, is he may not have asked at that time. Look at Zacharias and Elizabeth. Jesus said, the angel said, your prayer has been answered. Uh, maybe he didn't, he did ask in faith. How did it get answered if it, if there was no faith involved? So his faith was just there. It was, then this is the miracle about God. God remembers when God says yes, it's a yes. Amen. When it manifests is up to him. But when he says yes, it's definitely yes, is yes yesterday, is yes today, and is yes tomorrow. It's always yes. And so we can depend on God, folks. That's that's what you need to understand. Through all of this, the ups and downs, is my mind right? Is my mind scared to confront these symptoms? I'm looking on WebMD. I don't have no hope for me. When God says yes, it's always yes. Amen. It's an eternal yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Well, Father, thank you for your word and thank you for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for giving us confidence in your word. Lord, we bless you and we praise you. We honor you. We thank you and we lift you up because you are worthy to be praised. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen again. Praise God. Ooh, why don't we do our declaration? I don't have Rona, and she don't have me. 
I can't get Rona. And she can't get me. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God.